Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Everything that I'm going to teach you today and we're going to talk about today really can apply to all of your meals. So when it comes to dinner time specifically, what's our goal, right? And I'm just going to list a few different goals that you may have, even though this is not all encompassing. Because I want you to think about which of these goals really resonates with you. So the first goal could be, I really want to clean up our diets. I really want to eat healthier. I want to maybe figure out something that is wrong with my body, an ailment that I have. And I want to see if maybe cleaning up my diet and eating in a healthier way could help me with some of these symptoms that I'm feeling. Maybe you need to lose weight. Maybe you just want to feel healthier. Maybe you have some digestive issues, some acne, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe you want to see if food could help you with those things. So that's one goal, right? You want to eat healthier. Hey, y'all, I am just feeling so, so thrilled and excited to be with you today. I am just feeling so warm thinking about my community and how many friends I have made in this space. And I'm just so thankful for this podcast. If you have never shared this podcast with a friend, I would love it if you would pause this recording right now and send it to one friend. Look through the episodes. Is it our thyroid episode, our gut health episode? We have so many good episodes. If I do say so myself, I would love it for you to share it on social media or share it with a friend. Okay, friends, we have something so exciting in my book to talk about. We're talking about meal planning and meal prepping today. So you might be thinking, Caroline, don't you have a book called Prep Cook Freeze? And yes, I do. I do have a cookbook. And you do not have to have my cookbook in order to utilize the method of prep cook freeze. So I will be telling you today about that method so that you can just use the concept in your life for free. Of course, if you want to get the cookbook, I would love that. You can find prep cook freeze wherever books are sold. That would be so fun if you want to get it. But we are going to talk about all aspects of meal planning and prepping today. And I'm really excited to chat with you guys today about this topic because I really think mastering the meal planning and prepping makes life so much easier for you and your family. And this is my wheelhouse, right? This is what I love chatting about. So I'm really surprised that it took me this many episodes to tackle this topic on the podcast, but better late than never. So my hope is that you leave our little chat today feeling just so empowered to meal plan, meal prep, and with ease and in a healthy way. So let's dive in. So first, I just want to acknowledge that this is really hard, right? Like somehow 
every single day we eat again. Not only do we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but a lot of times we could be responsible for feeding little mouths breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or our spouse's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So it happens over and over again. This concept of meal planning is really, really hard for so many of us, and it can be the thorn in our sides. Every single day, we answer this question again, what's for dinner every single day? And so it's just this never ending cycle of trying to find out what should we be eating again and again and again, and then throw in picky eaters, et cetera, et cetera. And then it just becomes so, so difficult. So my goal today is to help you learn how to plan and prep effectively. And I want to leave you with some encouragement and hopefully some new skills that you can put into use in your kitchen. So first we're gonna tackle the meal planning part. I think one thing that's really not talked about very often and something that's really important when it comes to meal planning is to figure out your goal. And this is also why I think a lot of people find new meal planning, like softwares, let's say, or like a notepad that they like to use. And if you think about it, there's not gonna be one thing that works for everyone. There's so many different options because there's so many different ways that people eat, so many different goals that people have with what they're eating, and so there's just never gonna be a one-size-fits-all approach. So let's think about your goals when it comes to meal planning. I wanna be specific here that when I'm thinking about meal planning, yes, there's breakfast and lunch, but I'm mostly thinking in this conversation about dinner time. So a lot of times we can get into our grooves with breakfast and things that we eat at lunch, but really when it comes to dinner time, I feel like we need a more solid plan. Although everything that I'm going to teach you today and we're gonna talk about today really can apply to all of your meals. So when it comes to dinner time specifically, what's our goal, right? And I'm just gonna list a few different goals that you may have, even though this is not all encompassing because I want you to think about which of these goals really resonates with you. So the first goal could be, I really wanna clean up our diets. I really wanna eat healthier. I wanna maybe figure out something that is wrong with my body, an ailment that I have, and I wanna see if maybe cleaning up my diet and eating in a healthier way could help me with some of these symptoms that I'm feeling. Maybe you need to lose weight. Maybe you just wanna feel healthier. Maybe you have some digestive issues, some acne, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe you wanna see if food could help you with those things. So that's one goal, right? You wanna eat healthier. Another goal could be that you really want a meal plan because even though you have this budget for your groceries and your budget for your whole life, it just never happens. So you're always over budget. You can't really plan effectively within your budget. And you're always just like throwing kind of random things in your cart. And then maybe you're over budget on your groceries, that causes stress in your marriage, whatever it may be. So maybe your goal for getting a plan for what you're eating would be, I have this amount of budget for groceries, and I know that if I plan effectively, I can meet that budget every single month. So that could be a goal for your meal planning. It could be more financial. 
Another goal could be from a sustainability standpoint, it could be I want to plan because I feel like I buy all of these things at the grocery store, right? I'm throwing everything in my cart and then they end up just going bad in the produce drawer, in the fridge, and you don't use them. So maybe a meal plan for you could be beneficial because you just want to be using everything that you buy effectively. So you want to be sure that you are getting the most bang for your buck with the groceries that you buy or that you order. And so you want a meal plan to be effective and not only effective for using it, but also for your budget, staying in budget as well. And then lastly, and I think that this could be a big goal for meal planning, regardless of any of those three categories, or honestly for me, whatever my goal is overall, a big goal is essentially taking the stress away from the night of. So if you're planning on a Friday, what you're going to eat for the whole next week, then you're not having that like three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock rush of what's for dinner, what's going on, I have so much to do. Now I have to go to the grocery and I have to cook it and I have to clean it up. So this is an all-encompassing goal is just de-stressing dinner time. So that can be a goal that goes on top of the other ones. And so having a meal plan really takes a lot of the stress out of your week because you just have a plan. You know what's going on. You know what you're going to be eating. You're not buying too much food because you know when you're eating out, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so let's dive in to some more details of how to meal plan for all of these goals. So let's take the first option, which is I want a meal plan because I want to be healthier. So I think the first step with this type of meal planning is what does healthy mean to you? I have learned over the eight years of having all of you whole, we just celebrated our eight year anniversary, which is really fun. Healthy means different things to different people. So to me, we have developed a pretty paleo diet in our household and it helps us feel our best and we love it, but that might not be what you want to do. I could talk to you all day about the health benefits of eating paleo, which is primarily a meat and veggie and fruit-based diet and why it's beneficial with you. I will spare you all of those details. You can obviously check out the blog, allofyouhold.com, if you want more information on that. If you're trying to narrow down, what does healthy mean to me? What should I be eating? But I want you to first decide what is healthy and what does healthy eating mean to you? Because you need to know going into the World Wide Web, what am I looking for, right? Are you going to specifically be looking for gluten-free recipes? Are you going to be looking for paleo recipes? Are you going to be looking for dairy-free recipes? So whatever it is, I want you to find your lane. You can also, if you are not in a very specific lane, you can always ways search for healthy, right? So you can search for healthy general so's chicken recipe or even just healthy recipes in general. So just like I was saying, there's so many different people out there touting different things as healthy. You are definitely going to find a hodgepodge of recipes if you don't pick a lane. So that's just a tip for you. It might be a little overwhelming if you don't really have a specific niche that you're looking in. So once you've chosen the niche that is what healthy means to you, what you're gonna do is search for recipes based on that niche. 
niche. I particularly really love searching on Pinterest. I think it's really easy to see the recipe that you're going to make, realize if you're gonna like it, if your family's gonna like it, etc. And then you can create different boards. There's the ability to make a board private if you want to, or public if you don't care, or you're growing a following. So create different boards. Maybe you want a board for Mexican food and a board for Thai food. Maybe you want boards for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Or maybe you want boards for quick and easy fast meals or gourmet meals or meals for hosting or whatever. So what you're going to do is you are going to try this, right? You're going to try pinning recipes on Pinterest and making different boards and you are just going to find out some strategies that work for you. So you will find out what do I love doing? That's one thing that's really important too, is this bringing me joy. I love searching for recipes on Pinterest. So find out some strategies that really work for you and then that can make it sustainable. The other thing that's really great about this is you can actually take notes in the caption of a pin. So you can use this completely personally and say, tried this tikka masala chicken tikka masala from all of you whole the family crushed it okay so then you can come back to your pinterest boards find the recipes you like or you can create a new board that is family favorites and anytime that your family loves a recipe that you've tried you can copy it from the board that it's on to the new family favorites board so that way you can come back there for inspiration and you're not starting from zero every time and then let's go back to the basics of meal planning, right? Regardless of whatever your goal is, really the concept is I'm choosing however many meals I need for this week. I'm going to write those meals down on my calendar, whether you like a paper calendar or you like Google Calendar or something, you're gonna write down what you are going to eat. And then you can accordingly make your grocery list based on what's going to be on your menu that week. So additionally, something that I've talked about on the pod before that I love to do with my husband, Chaz, every single week is a look ahead. So it's really like a planning session. We take some time to go through, we use mint.com for our budget. So we go through and categorize all of our spending. We look at our finances, what's coming up. Maybe it's like, I've got a birthday party on Saturday. We've got to get a gift. Let's mentally prepare for that in our finances for this week. And this is a bonus tip. This is a little beyond meal planning, but this is really helpful because we think ahead to what do we have going on? So let's say our conversation is like, I have that event Thursday night. Just wanna remind you, you need to be home at four so I can leave, you're watching the kiddos, I got a pizza, et cetera, et cetera. So we really just get on the same page every single week with what's going on that week. So this is also a great time to chat about how are you feeling? How are we doing? Is there anything we need to work on or talk through? But the reason that this meeting is so helpful when it comes to meal planning is that it really helps us nail down what's going on that week. And that matters for meal planning because if we know that Monday, Chaz is out and Friday we're going to a birthday party or a dinner or whatever, then I know that I only need to plan three meals for that week. So we really need to get clear on this is our plan. This is our plan for the week. This is what we're doing because then that really helps you be prepared when it comes to meal planning for the week. So 
let's talk about the goal of I really want to stay in budget. So this is goal number two. I really want to stay in budget. And obviously, all of these goals can really overlap. You can have the goal of being healthy and staying in budget at the same time. So I could talk about staying in budget for 30 minutes, but I'm going to narrow it down for you. And I want to say first, too, I think it's important for me to acknowledge that I'm a food blogger and food runs my life. (laughs) Eating healthy is also one of my biggest values as a person and a family. So it's really, really important to me. And that might not be true of you. So I spend a ton of money on groceries every single month, but that doesn't mean that I'm not trying to get the best deal on everything that I buy. And what I will tell you is I think you need to really get clear on your priorities when you're going grocery shopping. So I have this healthy bent. So I really prioritize this crazy healthy meat. So I'm getting organic, regenerative, agriculture grown meat. I know my farmer, I'm getting like a fourth cow in the late summer. It's like a whole thing, right? So that for me is my priority. So for me and for us, I have decided as a recovering vegetarian vegan that if I'm going to eat meat, I want it to be the highest quality meat out there. I want to be sure the animals are treated fairly, humanely, all of the things. So that's my personal priority. So it's like when you have a vase and you fill it with a big rock and that's your priority, then you fill it with smaller rocks and smaller rocks and then sand. When you fill it that way, it all fits in. If you tried to do the sand, and the smaller rocks and then the bigger rocks and the huge rocks, it wouldn't fit. So for me, regeneratively grown meat, really high quality meat is my big rock. So think about what is your big rock in your budget? What's really important to you? So I want you to determine that first. And then there are just so many ways to make groceries cheaper. And I personally think that the fact that there are entire categories that our family doesn't even buy basically ever really lowers our grocery bill. So we don't really buy snacks. We pretty much eat fruits and vegetables for snacks. So those are just things I buy, but we're not buying really a lot of prepackaged snacks. We're pretty much eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then if we have snacks, like I said, it's mostly like fruit and veggies. We don't really buy drinks. I buy pretty high quality coffee that we drink every day and tea, but I'm not buying like bottled kombucha. I'm making my own or bottled soft drinks or whatever. And those like two to $5 bottled drinks really add up, especially if you have multiple people drinking multiple things in a day, that just gets really expensive. We're not buying crackers, we're not buying soft drinks and sodas, and I'm also making a lot of our food at home. So if you're on a budget, attempting to make as much as you can from home is going to be vastly cheaper for your grocery bill And that a lot of times comes down to like your sauces. That's one of the things that you can buy pre-made a lot of the time. And it really adds up, especially if you're getting like the cleaner, healthier versions of these sauces. So making your own sauces can really lower your bill. And you can check out my website for all of the sauce condiment type recipes that are the ones that I use, my recipes. You can check out allofyouwhole.com for those. And then think about the things that you don't have to buy at the grocery store. So the basics of making your grocery 
budget work is I want you to think of your overall budget and then look at how many meals in a month you're making at home and then plan accordingly, divide it up accordingly. So let's say you are making all 30 breakfasts at home, you don't go out for breakfast, all 30 lunches at home, and then five nights out of the week, you're also doing dinners, and then you're going out to eat two nights a week, let's say, and that is typically an entirely separate budget, your eating out budget or your fun budget or whatever. And then you just plan accordingly. So divide it out. Maybe you can say, I want all my breakfast to be a dollar per person per breakfast and your dinners to be more expensive. So really just map this out. What does this look like? And then you can start to piecemeal together a budget based on what your overall budget is. And then you know how much your breakfast cost needs to be lunch and dinner. This might sound really overwhelming to you to like really piece it together like this, but I promise you, once you do this for one month, maybe two months, three months, you'll start to realize it'll just be, you don't have to do the calculations. It's already done in your head. You're getting similar things every single month and it's not recreating the wheel every single time. And then a tip that I will give everyone is you might as well find your favorite recipes and put them on repeat. So if you're not already doing this, honestly, I do not know how. I do this all the time. You absolutely have to, because every single, let's say Friday, Saturday, or Sunday that you're planning for the next week, it just doesn't have to be recreating the wheel over and over every single time doing your meal plan from scratch again and again and again. I want you to find the meals that work for you and your family and put them on repeat in your house. So if your family loves these recipes, maybe you can have them weekly, maybe you can have them monthly or quarterly or whatever works for your family, but don't go back to scratch every single time you go to meal plan. So what you will have is a repertoire of things that your family loves eating. You could eat them over and over, and there's no reason why you can't do that. If your kids fight, (laughs) just say you loved this last time, we're having them again. So eating on a budget is absolutely possible. And I do think that planning it out makes it so much easier to stick to that budget. Let's talk about this third category of really eating what's in your fridge and using everything to the best of your ability, really utilizing every single thing in your fridge before it goes bad. Honestly, coming from this perspective and this goal is actually a really fun way to meal plan and it can give you lots of different ideas. And I personally think that if you start every week, whenever you're going to meal plan, if you start by looking in your fridge, looking in your pantry, seeing what you have, it makes it so much easier to meal plan. So maybe you're like, okay, we have all these green bell peppers. Well, that could spark an idea for you. And you can say, maybe we should try fajitas tonight so that we can use the bell peppers. If you look in your fridge, you see what you have. I want you to prioritize the things that will go bad faster. So if you've got some like not looking their freshest green bell peppers, and also some more semi-fresh, I don't know, potatoes, right, that will last a long time, then go ahead and use the bell peppers in a recipe earlier in the week than the potatoes, which you could really use any time, right? So prioritize the things that'll go bad faster. 
And so let's say you have cucumbers that you definitely need to use. And very quickly, you can plan a Greek salad for Monday night and then plan the rest of your meals accordingly based on what is in your fridge and in your pantry. So there are tons of websites you can go to that you put in a few ingredients and they pop out meals. This could be a great idea for you if you have a bunch of things that you need to use and creativity is not your thing and you don't know what to make. So if you think you're going to use cucumbers one night, then green peppers the next night, you end up just having so many options if you meal plan that way. And then additionally, I do think that's a skill utilizing what you have in your fridge for whatever your goal is, even if this was not like the primary goal that you thought about, I really think that utilizing everything is good for the environment, it's good for your pocketbook, it's good for everybody. So I really like starting my meal planning this way every single week, just checking what do I have, let's go ahead and use it. Let's talk now about meal prepping, it's so fun. So you guys know meal prepping is near and dear to my heart with a prep cook freeze. I spent a lot of time thinking about meal prep over the last few years. And so first I want to tell you, you also need to have a goal for meal prepping. Just like we decided on a goal for meal planning, we also need to have a goal for meal prepping. So let's back up. What is meal prepping? Meal prepping means making things in advance. We're prepping, we're preparing things in advance. A lot of people think about meal prepping like this. I'm gonna buy a whole chicken. I'm gonna roast this whole chicken. I'm gonna take the meat off the bone. Now I have all this chicken and I have nothing to do with it. So that ends up being the biggest struggle that I see people have is I'm just going to make like 16 pounds of chicken breast and shred it, right? And now we don't have recipes, we don't have resources, and we don't know what we're going to do with it. So I just have 16 pounds of shredded chicken. So that is the negative. That is the bad thing that can happen if you don't have a plan going into meal prepping and you just prep a ton of stuff and then you don't have a plan for it and you don't know how you're gonna use it. And then unfortunately, it actually works your detriment if you do that, then you have way too much and that goes bad. So it ends up being not helpful. So we really wanna have a plan. So my biggest tip for meal prepping is actually my prep cook freeze method, okay? So like I said at the beginning, you can either snag the cookbook, that would be lovely, I love and appreciate your support, or I'm going to tell you how this method works so you can use the method in your life because I do think, obviously, I'm a firm believer that it works so well. So the way that prep cook freeze works is I give you five meals a week in the cookbook. I give you the entire grocery list for all of those recipes. You're gonna prep whatever day you want. Typically, it's a Saturday or a Sunday. It's a couple hours of prep, and then you have your meals for the week already sorted out. So the way it works is on the night that you're going to make the meal, let's say you're going to make my mustard pork tenderloin, which is one of my very favorite recipes in the book, the night of the fresh night, meaning the night you're going to eat it, you're just going to make the sweet potato latkes that wouldn't freeze very well and wouldn't stay fresh. You're going to make those fresh that night. So you're going to make some things night of the night that you're eating the meal, but the goal of the 
cookbook is that on this cook night, that work is less than 15 minutes. So you've already got a major piece of it prepared. A lot of times it's the meat and then the rest of it comes together in less than 15 minutes. So you're going to do some prep time so that your meals on the weeknights can come together as quickly as possible. So that's the concept when it's in the cookbook. But I wanna tell you, here's how you can use that strategy in your life. So the great part about this method is that we are actually batch cooking. So if you've never heard this term, it basically means you're making a heck of a lot of whatever you're making. So for us, we're doing that because you're not just gonna eat this meal that one night that you make it on prep night. You're actually going to freeze half of what you prep and thaw it and eat it at a later time. So you're prepping once and you're getting two weeks worth of meals. Can I get an amen? Amen, hallelujah. <laughs> so if you don't have my cookbook and you don't have the plan, you don't have the grocery list, et cetera, et cetera, here's how you're going to use this method in your life. I like using the example of taco meat, okay? So instead of making one pound of taco meat with one packet of, let's say, the Siete taco seasoning that's really clean and delicious, so instead of doing one pound of ground beef and browning that and making that, why wouldn't you make two pounds, right? And you use one that night and you freeze one for later. Additionally, you could like really go all out with this method if it's a recipe you know your family loves, like tacos, and make as much as you want. Make four pounds, six pounds. And then what I would suggest is get small Pyrex containers and put one pound into each container, put the lid on it, and label this, okay? It's so important that you label because you are absolutely going to forget what's in your freezer. I made the mistake during cookbook testing of not labeling some things, and we seriously would have like mystery night dinner, like pull this out of the freezer, <laughs> see what's for dinner. So definitely label, okay? The reason this is so fantastic is you can pull it out anytime you want taco night in under 15 minutes. I wanna share with you things that typically freeze really well. And we have a whole section in the book on freezing and freezing tips, but casseroles freeze really well. So I have like an enchilada bake in the cookbook and I have a turkey pot pie in there that you can also make a chicken pot pie. So any kind of like casserole that you're making the whole thing at one time typically freezes really great. So you can make one to eat that week and then one to pull out later that you freeze. And I honestly, there's no greater joy for me than pulling out my homemade chicken pot pie from the freezer and baking it, okay? It is the actual best. Other things in this like casserole category would be like a lasagna, okay? So anything that is just all in one nine by 13 pan freezes really, really well. Additionally, soups and stews typically freeze well, depending on the ingredients inside. So for the most part, you can make a chili and freeze it, a lot of different soups and stews. So we have a lot in the cookbook, and these are great things to freeze, pull out, reheat later. Quiches do really well. So I don't love eggs, which you might know, but eggs surprisingly freeze well. So what you have to do is you have to fully bake it and then freeze it 
and then pull it out later, thaw it and reheat it in the oven. And then lastly, I will tell you, if you want a foolproof way to do prep cook freeze, use this prepping method just on meat. Okay, so if you're feeling like I don't want to figure out what vegetables will freeze in a soup or I don't want to like figure this out myself, you can always use prep cook freeze on meat. It literally always works, just like my taco example because you can always just pull out some fresh vegetables the day that you're making that meal and you can throw together as coleslaw, you can grill some veggies, whatever you have. And the reason this is so beneficial, making this meat in bulk and freezing it is because number one, meat typically takes a long time to cook, okay? So if you're trying to make carnitas, that takes multiple hours in the Instant Pot. And if you have something already made that's meat, it's just gonna save you so much time. And number two, it just pretty much always freezes perfectly, so you would never know that it's frozen. So if you're using prep cook freeze on meat, you pretty much can't go wrong. So it's a really great way to use this method. So you can batch cook, make a lot, freeze it in individual containers and you are ready to go. So it just makes your meal times so much quicker when you have something frozen, you can think about it in the morning, pull it out and you have dinner for that night. So here's my rule of thumb typically for thawing because I get this question a lot. So my goal is always to pull something out of the freezer the night before. Then I just put it in the fridge and it has 24 hours to thaw. So typically that's pretty sufficient. If you wanna check maybe three, four, five hours before you're gonna make it, you can check it in the fridge and make sure that it's fully thawed. And if not, you can follow some of these other tips I'm about to tell you about. And if that doesn't work for you, if it's still frozen after 20 hours, there's a chance that your fridge is actually too cold. So check on that, increase the temperature of your fridge and you should be good to go. And then if you wake up in the morning and you're like, shoot, I want to make this thing from the freezer tonight, what I would suggest is pull it out of the freezer, put it on the counter and let it rest for the entire day. If you notice that it is thawed out, it's a good idea to go ahead and put it in the fridge for the rest of the time until you make it for dinner, just for food safety issues. If it's like three o'clock and dinner's coming up and you're like, what am I going to make? Awesome, I followed Caroline's advice. I have something in the freezer, I can pull it out. The best way to quickly thaw something is to put it in a warm water bath in your sink and that will actually thaw pretty quickly. If you walk by the sink, the water is cold, continue to fill your sink back up with warm water. Worst case scenario would be like an immediate thaw. You can always use the thaw setting on your microwave. I don't typically suggest this, but I just got to state it in all of your options because it gets the job done if you need it in a jiffy. But, you know, ideally you're pulling it out the night before. It's just going to taste best. So you guys, meal planning, meal prepping, it just makes your life so much easier. I hope that you can find some time to start planning out your meals. Stop that crazy what's for dinner rush. And I hope that you found some really great planning and prepping tips to make your weeknight meals in 15 to 20 minutes. It really has revolutionized our lives and just taking the stress out of dinner time 
And as always, you can connect with me more on Instagram, come to my website, get some recipes for your meal planning, check out my cookbook, Prep Cook Freeze. And I can't wait to chat more about health, wellness, and intentional living. And I will see you next week. Thank you.